0: Hey there, welcome back. It's the Fully Live Athlete Pastor. Now we're on day 157 in our series called the Online Bible Reading Club. We are looking uh, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through a reading plan that's posted in the description below. You can access it there. But This is day 157. We're going to be looking in the Old Testament at 2 Chronicles, chapters 25, 26, and 27, and the New Testament at the Gospel according to John, chapter 16. So we're going to start in the Old Testament today, and you'll see, you'll notice that there are th- really three kings. Uh, each chapter details uh, one of the kings in the kingdom of Judah. Again, it's uh, it's situated uh, based in Jerusalem. It's the southern part of Israel, uh, In the, as far as the kingdoms and the tribes go. Uh, you remember there's been a division, and the uh, seemingly the faithful part of Israel that's left over, uh, you know, well, it's going to be left over uh, is the southern kingdom Uh, the northern kingdom is not mentioned as much in chronicles Uh, remember chronicles is a retelling essentially of samuel and kings but at a much later date for the exiles who have returned back to jerusalem uh, from babylon so we're talking some of the later writings in the whole old testament here it's the last book in the in the hebrew old testament the chronicles uh, chronicles 1 and 2 uh, and so the, the second Chronicles we're in now uh, is, is speaking roughly around the, um, uh, the late 700s. So we're talking, you know, um, you know around uh, from 750 uh, into the 600s uh, as far as you want to get a date for it, right? But you see the first king mentioned here uh, is in verse uh, chapter 25, which is Amaziah. And then you see Uzziah. And you see Jotham. So let's just kind of focus in on these three kings and and the theme you see here. Well, in the 25th chapter, you see that Amaziah was a mixed bag of faithfulness and infidelity. Yeah. So you see here that they even reference the book of Moses in the fourth verse of chapter 25. And it says that fathers shall not die because of their children, nor children because of their fathers, but each one shall die for his own sin. Now, Picture yourself in, as one of the original readers of this. This would be encouraging news because it's seemingly like there's a there's a you know a new hope for you. You know, hey, we are we, kind of failures in our history, right? Uh, our ancestors have been unfaithful and that cast us into exile for seventy years. But now we're back, and so this is a new day. It's a, a clean slate. We're not going to be judged according to the failures of, of kings like Amaziah, uh, who went out and and worshipped the gods of Edom, right? And you see that as it goes out through there. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, Amaziah, for whatever reason, didn't kill the assassins of his father. Uh, uh, their children, that is. He killed the assassins, but not the children of them. And so it make, makes that little reference to the book of Moses to talk about the justice of God and his mercy and, and letting each, uh, each man stand uh, on his own merit. Uh, you, you hear the expression, there are no grandchildren in the kingdom of heaven, right? No one gets in on the basis of the faith of the parents. Uh, you have to have your own faith in Christ you, know, you don't get in on the basis of uh, your the previous generations so we stand or fall merely on uh, our own merits right uh, that's, are we trusting in uh, ourselves or are we trusting in Christ uh, and that's what we have to ask ourselves there's a new hope for each of us uh, new mercies every morning in fact so as you pass through Amos in 25 then you move on to 26 much more famous king, Uzziah. He's the he's the king that's referenced at the beginning of Isaiah 6, which is a very famous chapter we'll get to eventually uh, in the prophet literature. But as you look at uh, Uzziah, uh, you'll see that uh, this is a man, uh, who, like most of us, uh, who has a, a mixed bag, mixed resume here. A lot of good he did, of course, but he did some pretty wicked things too. Uh, uh, namely, at the end of the chapter where he... Uh, exhibited such pride that he would not listen to the priest and goes into the temple to offer up incense himself. Uh, and so as he goes in, the priest, 80 priests follow him in there and they try to stop him and tell him not to, but he won't listen. And so the Lord strikes him with leprosy. This He strikes the, his skin so that he is, okay, if you're going to go into the temple, I'm going to strike you and your body so that you're unclean and you can't go in the temple right so he visibly demonstrates god does his judgment on uzziah and so uzziah flames out there uh, and eventually dies he reigns a long time you know he starts off as a vice regent under his father and then he reigns for quite some time and you see uh, the next chapter 27 is a very short chapter focusing on jotham and jotham was presented as sort of a righteous king uh, who did a lot of good things and you see there that uh, he, he had, you know, a, a pretty, it was a pretty good example. Uh, and so you see there uh, that uh, uh, he was mighty, he did a lot of good things. And uh, uh, so you see these three kings, all kind of contrast saying, hey, uh, you can choose, uh, choose the way you want to go. Uh, you can be righteous or you can be wicked. You can listen to God's word and the prophets and, and the priests, uh, or you can be like the fool uh, and in your pride. Seek to go against God's word, right? Uh, and so that's the choice that uh, the exiles had before them. Uh, they could wait and trust in God's promises to bring bring about uh, the Redeemer through the, the through the King uh, that would come from David, uh, or they could worship other gods, right? So they could trust in the promises of the Lord, though they seemed like a long time coming, or they could worship uh, the the seemingly more uh, present and uh, helpful gods of the nations and that never goes well uh, as God judges them and he judged as he judged Uzziah and he judged uh, you know Amaziah as well. Okay now as you turn over to the New Testament now what I find to be very astonishing in the John 16 passage is this as you turn toward the end of it uh, you see uh, he's concluding uh, well he's not concluding the section yet we'll see it tomorrow but it's called the Upper Room Discourse. He's giving instructions, Jesus is, about his uh, departure. Uh, he's, he's foreshadowing and, and promising uh, the coming of the Holy Spirit, the paraclete or the helper, uh, who will guard them into the truth. He's going to convict the world. Uh, and, and he's going to em- empower the disciples to be bold witnesses uh, for his name. Uh, and so he's going to equip them in that way. Uh, he's going to produce joy in them. Uh, he will ultimately overcome the world. Uh, big promises from Jesus to his disciples in this very tender, uh, intimate moment in the upper room. Uh, you, you've heard the uh, the foot washing in chapter 13, and now you have 14 through 16, this instruction of, regarding the, the Holy Spirit coming, right? Uh, uh, which is the, the uniqueness of the new covenant where the Spirit will come uh, as Jeremiah 31 prophesied, right? And uniquely, uh, Joel 2 speaks of the Spirit coming. So Jesus says, the Spirit is coming very soon when I depart, and He will He will bring uh, my truth, my presence to you throughout the world. Now, what I want to hone in on though is is at the very end, which I think is very relevant to us uh, all in this day, is if you look at thirty-one, it says Jesus answered uh, them, Do you not do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming, indeed it has come when you will be scattered each to his own home, and will leave me alone. Uh, You're going to be terrified, uh, disciples. You're going to scatter and abandon me. Uh, Namely, he's going to be crucified. And you'll see uh, the disciples like Peter, who will deny him uh, outright and say, oh, I don't even know this man. Uh, And and so you'll see the disciples are scattered and terrified. Um, And so Jesus uh, communicates uh, to them this very, heartwarming faith and it says yet I am not alone for the Father is with me and this is what we need we need Jesus to say things like that because you and I all of us uh, are a mixed bag just like the Kings and Chronicles just like the disciples uh, this church will not be founded upon our righteous works and upon our faithfulness it will be founded on the faithfulness of Christ the righteousness of Christ alone uh, if we had to stand upon our own merits, uh, the bad news is that we would fail and we would fall and we would be under judgment of God. Uh, and that would be the case for all of the original disciples as well. Uh, they abandoned him in, in his hour of need and were scattered as the shepherd was struck, uh, yet po- pointing to uh, Zechariah's prophecy uh, there. But as you see there, what Jesus, uh, Jesus believes for us in that word, he says, Yet I am not alone, for my father is with me. Uh, his righteous undergoing, righteousness undergoing um, the trials uh, uh, can be ours through faith. Uh, his righteous record can be exchanged for our sinful record of faith. Uh, and so Jesus here, he says, I've done these things, uh, I've said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you may have tribulation. And he closes out the chapter by saying, but take heart, I've overcome the world. So our peace, our shalom, our reconciliation with God, uh, is through Christ, uh, that he knows that he is not alone. Uh, and that is, that is true of all of us now. All of us who trust in Jesus are never alone. And though the world may threaten to overcome us, uh, we have overcome the world through Christ. Isn't this the message of Revelation? Uh the final book of the Bible, we'll point forward and get to eventually, where we see that the big theme for the Christian these days is to persevere because God wins He's already achieved the victory in Christ and we're waiting and awaiting that consummation where he will return and bring death to its uh, to its end and bring Satan to its end and the presence of sin evermore to an end. And we will dwell forevermore at peace with God because Jesus Christ is our peace. So I hope that that encourages your soul this, uh, this day. Uh, keep reading the Bible with us and we will keep... Producing the videos, make sure to like it and comment, subscribe, and do all that stuff you do on the YouTube channel. So uh, take care, guys. Go in peace, and we'll see you next time on All About Reading Club. Take care.